Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Oz. Wednesday, the 7th of July. Now, this day could be the day we hear from New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian about the relaxing of restrictions. Zara, on a scale of one to Gladys, how excited are you? Pretty glad. (laughs) That was funny. That was actually good. Thank you so much. What's making news today? Today, as always, we're giving an update on the latest cases across the country. Then some news from the RBA that dropped yesterday, some good news from Italy and a chat about billionaires going to space. New South Wales recorded 18 locally acquired cases of COVID-19 to 8pm on Monday. 16 of these were linked to a known cluster and 11 were in isolation during the entirety of their infectious period. Premier Gladys Berejiklian was relatively upbeat about these results. Meanwhile, Queensland recorded one locally acquired case that was connected to the Alpha variant outbreak, and that person was in isolation. So yesterday, the Reserve Bank of Australia, the RBA, decided to maintain the national interest rate at 0.1%. Before we continue, Sam, what is the interest rate? Think of me as Margot Robbie in the bathtub. The interest rate is the cost (laughs) of borrowing money from the bank. When interest rates are low, the bank wants you to borrow. When interest rates are high, the bank doesn't want you to borrow. So at the moment, they're extremely low. And the RBA has said that it is unlikely to move these interest rates until at least 2024 and that interest rates will not rise until inflation is, quote, sustainably within the 2 to 3% target range. Here's what the RBA Governor Philip Lowe said yesterday about the impact of border closures. Uh, In the um, short term, the closure of the borders, I think, is having a significant effect on the economy. It's obviously affecting people's lives and it's affecting business decisions and it's affecting the labour market. I think it's a plausible central case that uh, over the next year we see a gradual opening of the borders. More than 60 people in Indonesia have died in a hospital between Saturday and early Sunday after oxygen supply nearly ran out as the country struggles with a major COVID-19 outbreak. The healthcare system in Indonesia has become strained as the highly contagious Delta variant continues to spread. Pressure on oxygen supplies began to ease on Sunday evening when the hospital received additional supplies. Keeping on the theme of COVID-19, the good news today is that health authorities in Italy have set up an overnight COVID-19 vaccination drive to vaccinate people on the margins of society, quote, the most fragile. Those who took part in the drive included undocumented migrants, foreign students and people from other countries who legally were couldn't access the vaccine. Each person received the singular Johnson & Johnson vaccine for logistical reasons because authorities thought it might be difficult to reach those people again for a second dose. So first thing this morning on a very icy Wednesday morning, Sam texted me saying that he would like to talk about billionaires going to space. Sam has a lot of ideas about things he wants to talk about, but this is one of the wackiest. So talk me through why we are discussing billionaires in space. I just think it's phenomenal that you have these super loaded guys and the main priority they have this year is to beat each other in the new space race. Forget the Soviet Union and the US. It's now all (laughs) about Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos. Why is there this new space race and how did it originate? So the space race was actually between four billionaires. You've got Bezos and Branson, and then you've got Elon Musk, who you might be familiar with. 
So Elon Musk was the first of the group to announce his desire to go to space. And I think what they're all tapping into is this next frontier of space tourism. It's very likely that you and I, when we're 40 or 50, I don't really think any time before then, we'll be going to space for a holiday. Whether that means we're not getting out of the spaceship and we're just looking out the window or whether we're going to Club Med on Mars is a different thing. But I think the sexiness of how cool space tourism is, is drawing all of these businessmen to be the first. And so we literally have two people racing to be the first in space. In one corner, we've got founder of the Virgin Group, Richard Branson. Astronaut 001, Richard Branson. I'll be evaluating the customer spaceflight experience. This July, our dream will become a reality. Branson will be aboard the Unity 22 mission that is part of his space company, Virgin Galactic. He's going to be going with the lead operations engineer, the VP of research operations, and Beth Moses, who's Virgin's chief astronaut instructor. Imagine seeing that on LinkedIn. This is actually going to be part of Virgin Galactic's tests for the space tourism arm of their business. And Branson has said expressly that he's going to check out the customer service aspects of the trip. In the other corner, you've got Amazon CEO, Jeff Bezos. You see the earth from space and it changes you. It changes your relationship with this planet, with humanity. It's one earth. I want to go on this flight because it's a thing I've wanted to do all my life. It's an adventure. It's a big deal for me. As well as being the founder and former CEO of Amazon, Bezos is also the founder of space company Blue Origin. Now, Bezos is going along with his brother, but also somebody called Wally Funk. And she underwent training in the 1960s to be an astronaut and will become the oldest person to ever fly to space. Wally Funk is 82. She's lodged over 19,000 flight hours across her career and taught about 3,000 people to fly. There's also one more passenger on this flight. We don't know who this person is, but they paid 28 million US dollars at an auction for a seat on the rocket. From all the way over here in Australia, it does sound a bit like an ego-boosting exercise. Why is this something that we are A, talking about today on The Daily Oz, and B, why is it newsworthy? I think we gravitate in the news cycle towards people pushing the boundaries of how we live our lives. And at one level, everyone can relate to the fact that we take holidays, and this is an entirely new way of thinking about travel and tourism. That itself, to me, makes it newsworthy. On the other hand, I think we're attracted to the fact that Bezos and Branson are really racing now to be the first in space. And there's been a number of mechanical questions being asked about the safety of their aircrafts if they're rushing these missions. And it's got a massive amount of public interest, this story. Would I go to space on one of these aircrafts? Probably not. There are a number of unconfirmed reports that the pressure to be first is meaning that it's not safe, but we'll just have to wait and see. On that sky high note, we will leave it there for the day. But if you want to know anything else about this story, I'm sure Sam would be more than happy to discuss it at length. If you're a Sydney sider who is looking forward to hearing what the Premier has to say at 11am today, then follow us on Instagram at The Daily Oz for the day's news. Have a wonderful day and stay safe as always.